Hi, hello, welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is October the 15th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's been a you know nice and casual Sunday fun day. Uh, you know, we've been chilling. I did get some groceries in, which is always nice. Uh, overall, good copacetic grocery run. We love to see it. Uh, let's see here. No plans for me today. You know, just relaxing. Uh, let's see. Is there any... Oh, yes, I do have a food, uh, a fun food corner to bring in. At least fun for me to eat it. Uh, I'm back on my pizza shit yet again. I went to Domino's and I went and I got the, um, you know, I got two medium pizzas for $6.99 each. What a deal. Uh, one pizza was a pepperoni and sausage, very classic, very classy. And the other one was a barbecue and chicken pizza. And I also added jalapenos. So it's a nice little, uh, sweet and spicy kind of balance going on there. It was yum, yum, yum. I gotta say it was, it was a good pizza. I, I haven't, I mean, shit, the last pizza I talked about was the fucking Will Caesar's meat Ussy. So this one was much better for me, <laughs> much more pleasant, quaint, you know, a pizza's pizza. Uh, all right, let's see here. There's nothing else on the personal news I really wanted to cover or talk about, you know, same old same. We'll say the weather, you know, it, it's that kind of weather that is gross. Don't like it. It's, you know, it's yucky, gray, blah, it rained a little, but I will say since it is October, that kind of weather gets a little bit of a buffer. You know what I mean? You get a little bit of a like, a, well, you know, at least it's spooky weather for a spooky time, you know. But then once we're getting this kind of wet, dreary ass shit in like November, December, I hate it. Like, bleh. <laughs> it's giving me the sad. All right. Um, trying to fix the sad, though. Let's uh, go ahead and take our little starter. And then we will get into some news. Do a little coverage, commentary. All right. Our first story comes from CNN. Australians vote no in referendum that promised change for First Nations people but couldn't deliver. With a two-letter word, Australians struck down the first attempt at constitutional change in 24 years, a move experts say will inflict lasting damage on First Nations people and suspend any hopes of modernizing the nation's founding document. Preliminary results from the Australian Electoral Commission, or the AEC, suggested that most of the country's 17.6 million registered voters voted no on their ballots. Um, let's see. So, I mean, more or less, you know, if this is passed, this is, uh, or, you know, this, the, um, the no vote passed, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, to me, I view it as unfortunate. I know, just kind of referencing to old episodes, or older episodes, you know, just talking about the California shit, where we're talking about, like, the caste system, and you hear Gavin Newsom say, hey, like, we already have these protections baked in. We're fine. We don't need this. This is, like, you know, extra, and we don't, we don't need to do any ratification. I feel like that argument was kind of used here, 
that essentially this was something that was almost deemed as somehow divisive. Uh, I know that there were also even indigenous people who were saying like, hey, I actually don't want this. Now, I, I don't think that was a strong majority in the indigenous uh, First Nations community, but they felt like this was just symbolic and, and that the rule that was being given with this uh, vote was not going to do anything. And on that, I can kind of understand. I definitely hear that. But I do think that for symbolism's sake, this was an important vote. I would have liked to see, you know, this kind of, you know, group been formed and, you know, at least have a chance to give some kind of input. Like, yes, like you're not able to actually change or move the needle, uh, but at least you can have a voice and, you know, hopefully people can hold that voice accountable if it's not aligned with what the actual people want. I feel like that's why these kind of positions are important. Uh, and to actually have this in your, you know, you know, your constitution or, you know, you know, you know, ratification, whatever, I think it's important. And I think the people who stood in the way of this knew that. And I, yeah, I think they kind of got the dub there. Uh, I do think though that yet again, just referencing that old, you know, the older conversation, you know, in California, that at least it's a platform it's a conversation and yeah it sucks and yeah there was a lot of work put into this and it like turned nasty in some ways but like points got made and i think hopefully you can come back to this and maybe you know there'll be more receptive ears in the future so i, I kind of held off on covering this i wanted to see how it was going to shake out um it's a shame that it was such an overwhelming um you know vote of no that it seemed like there was a strong turnout against this but you know it also is good to see the lay of the land in that regard too and maybe that's something that can be you know talked out talked about and dealt with and you know maybe there's better better campaigning in the future that maybe might help this kind of um, issue or situation so yeah uh let's go ahead and move on to the next thing uh from the associated press one of two California officers convicted in Elijah McClain's death after neck hold ketamine injection. Excuse me. Jurors convicted a Denver area police officer of homicide Thursday and acquitted another of all charges in the 2019 death of Elijah McClain, a black man who was put in a neck hold, pinned to the ground, and given an overdose of the sedative ketamine by paramedics aurora police officer randy rodima was found guilty of criminally negligent negligent homicide and third degree assault by a 12 person jury they found jason rosenblatt not guilty um you know just a, a brief kind of description of what happened we've talked about this before honestly i really do not want to get really into the guts uh, of this it it does upset me, and it really does. Um, McLean had been stopped by police following a suspicious person report as he walked home from a convenience store. His name became a rallying cry uh, in protest over racial injustice and policing. Uh, policing, sorry. Uh, essentially, this kind of story got kind of swept under the rug, but then during the uh, uh, George Floyd protests and everything like that, uh, people kind of started really looking at this and they really started, you know, looking at the details of it. And, and, you know, there was body camera footage and, you know, to see this person who is, you know, neurodivergent, they are, you know, just trying to literally just walk home 
And essentially they are harassed because someone filed a report against them because they're like, oh, they look suspicious because they're in like a, you know, like a balaclava or something. And, you know, the cops came and it's more or less harass him and then more or less jam him up for resisting arrest, which is ridiculous. And they're like, oh, well, he went for our gun and da 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 da. So they have him in this fucking chokehold. There's like, you know, I think three cops or so. Now, two of them have been charged. You know, obviously one has been sentenced, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the EMS, you know, the people who injected McLean, and then also, I believe, another cop, their trial is going to be, you know, coming up soon. So there's that. Um, you know, I imagine, you know, what falls out or shakes out from that will probably cover. But, um, yeah, it seems like Rodima was uh, more or less the, the senior officer, um, but even going into the sentencing or, you know, all this, it looks like they're like, Hey, you know, they, they wanted you to make sure like, Hey, you know, almost like they were adding padding to it. It felt like, uh, but, um, you know, I also will probably try to cover the sentencing if I, you know, when that falls down out of the pipe, but, um, you know, yeah, I mean, it's just a serve, but you know, I, I was thinking about this, you know, as I was you know reading it and everything, it, it's frustrating and I, and I can't imagine being, um, you know, Elijah's mom, you know, she went through this whole thing and had to endure it all over again. Um, just to like, make sure that people understood that it's like, look, Elijah was a human being. He mattered. He mattered to someone. He mattered to me. He meant everything to me. And you get this result, you get this verdict, and it just feels instantly bittersweet because it's like, okay, there's acknowledgement that there w- something was wrong, that this was fucked up, but it's it's half, it's half, and it, 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 it doesn't matter. It's still manslaughter. Like, to me, that's still, like, frustrating. It, it'll never feel enough, um, and it's, it, it's sad as hell to me, and... Um, I'm happy to at least see something, you know, uh, whenever we cover these things, that's how I feel. Um, let's see what other details can I get? Nah, fuck it. I think that, I think that's enough. I mean, that's why I cite my sources here. You can always read it if you want to get it. Um, but yeah, justice is served in a way and, um, I'll, I'll take it, I guess. But, um, it's sad that this shit will just keep happening. And I'll have to keep giving you guys these kind of stories. And, uh, but you know, it is what it is. We keep doing it. We keep trying and, you know, (laughs) we're digging for good news. That's what it's all about. I guess. I don't know. Uh, let's move along. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. Um, from CBS news, Carly Russell ordered to pay almost $18,000 for hoax kidnapping faces jail time. Alabama nursing student Carlitha Carly Nicole Russell was found guilty of false kidnapping and ordered to pay about $18,000 in restitution and spend a year in jail. The Hoover County Court uh, director confirmed to CBS News. Russell's attorney appealed the decision, and the case is still technically in the investigative state, the spokesperson of the Alabama Attorney General told CBS News. Um, So yeah, I guess we can just read the rundown. Russell, 25 years old, who made national headlines on July 13th when she called 911 to report a toddler missing on a highway in Hoover, Alabama, 
pled not guilty on Wednesday, but Judge Brad Bishop found Russell guilty of filing a false report, false police report, and falsely reporting the incident. Um, So yeah, uh, we've covered this story before, more or less... um, Carly Russell, she said she saw a baby on, you know, the side of the highway. She pulls over, tries to, like, you know, check it out. She's talking to a friend. She is, you know, abducted. And, you know, two days later after, you know, uh, you know, a search effort is mounted and all this fucking shit. She's made national headlines. She comes back. And she says that there was, like, some ginger trucker and some lady with a baby that um, abducted her, but she was able to escape, and uh, it was just a whole fucking thing, and, you know, of course, this is another thing we've covered before, it was big news, um, but yeah, I mean, one year in jail, $18,000 fine, that, that's big money, that's big money, so, um, you know, wanted to kind of cover that, I mean, there is an appeal, I don't, kind of don't think that's probably going to go well for uh, Russell on that, but yeah, um, there's that. Justice, uh, justice served. I, I don't know. I, I do think the $18,000 fine is uh, a bit heavy-handed. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, what does that do? Does that pay back the cops? That, I don't fucking know. Um, I get it. You know, you gotta, you know, make an example so people don't keep doing this fucking shit. I don't fucking know. But anyway. Let's cover one more thing before I let you go, and sadly, it's not good news. I, you know, this is Sunday. Normally, I'd like to wrap up with some good vibes or anything like that. Instead, uh, you know, I'm giving you bummer fucking news. It is what it is sometimes, but you know what it is. Um, I'm going to take my little break. I feel like I deserved it, um, and then we will get back to it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, From NBC News. Black student suspended over his hairstyle to be sent to an alternative education program. Daryl George, 18 years old, a junior barber's high school in Mount Mount Bellevue, (laughs) in Mount Bellevue, Texas, has been suspended since August of uh, 31st. So, you know, we are ending on another update. Um... God damn it, man. These motherfuckers. After serving more than a month month of in-school suspension over his dreadlocks, a black student in Texas was told he will be removed from his high school and sent to a disciplinary alternative education program on Thursday. Now, let me first start off in saying, hey, look, I don't want to come off as I'm bashing alternative education. I got plenty of homies that have come up from that fucking shit. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, getting your education is fucking key. That's all that fucking matters. Hell yeah. But at the end of the day, for the situation in hand, for Daryl George, who is someone who just has, like, braids, you know, they are well put together. They are not obtrusive. They are not distractions. He has been persecuted for it. He has been forced to go through now over months, you know, 
yeah, we're in fucking October, goddamn, of in-school suspension, just being out of school, not being able to fucking, you know, do the fucking education shit that you're here for, and having to fight over your hair in a place that I have to tell you, this is Barber's Hill Elementary, or whatever the fuck, which I still think is a cruel irony at play here, but it's like, yo, this is public school. Why do you have such a weird fucking dress code? That that blows my mind. I'm sorry. I don't know. That My come up, I went to public school. You could wear the fuck you want. You could dress however the fuck you want. You could look at however the fuck you want. My only issue was I, I got fucking, uh, fucking suspended over piercings. But whatever. That's my fucking burden. This shit, to me, is just so weird and so blatantly racial. Like... I don't understand how this school gets away with this shit. They literally did not get away with this shit. There was other, uh, you know, uh, students who had to sue the school. And this prompted a whole crown, you know, act that got put up. It was passed by the House, but not by the Senate. But at the end of the day, this is something that is relevant. And I don't understand why the school is trying to fight it so hard. And essentially, for... For George, he has to go down to this alternative school to continue his education. And he can't go back to Barbers Hill unless to discuss with them. And I imagine and it's just, you know, technicalities type shit and or what you're submitting and maybe cutting your hair. That's insane. That's fucking insane to me. It doesn't make any fucking sense. But, you know, at the end of the day, I get it. Like, it is very hard to just uproot your whole life and go to a whole new school district. You know what I mean? Like, I know there might be some people who want to try to make that fucking argument. It's like, nah, dude, at the end of the day, like if this is the way to get it done, which is the less is the least evil in terms of like finances or whatever, what have you, then I get why the family's going to have to try to have to do this, but it shouldn't have to be this way. You shouldn't have to file a whole ass fucking lawsuit on top of this shit to like fucking fight this shit. You would think a school that the the main fucking focus is education is like, no, 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 no. We have to set an example here because we need to make sure that a person's hair is at a certain length and it doesn't touch the collar and it's geometrically blah, 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 blah. Like, shut the fuck up. This shit is insane to me. It always will be. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm kind of getting heated a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate the family. I appreciate all parties fighting this fucking shit. Um, I'm sorry, but fuck this fucking school. Fuck you, Barbers Hill. Boo, tomato. Um, you know, I I really hope that some good comes out of this shit and that, you know, someone like Daryl George doesn't have to keep struggling and, you know, doing this just because it's like, hey, I'm defending my right to have my hair the way I want it. You know what I mean? That was something when I had dreadlocks, that was something that was in the back of my head. It's like, oh, if I ever want to advance or do anything in life, like, how am I going to do it with this hair? And it's like, you shouldn't have that thought. You shouldn't have to fucking worry about that in the in the place that it's land of the free and home of the goddamn brave. But fuck it, whatever, man. What, what a fucking week we've had. Um, that's it, though. That's really all I have. Um, I thank you so much for tuning in. And phew, I thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye.